podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, below the belt, episode fifty. Uh, welcome, yeah, fifty. It's the big five zero, uh, and I'm joined by Flav from the Fighting Cock. How are you, sir? I'm good, mate. How are you? Still recovering yeah. from Saturday. We had a big one, didn't we? Yeah, we did have a bit of a big one. Yeah, I, I thought, oh, I'll get home in time to watch Joyce. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. What had, a little, had a little chunder in the street. <laughs> well, off the train, had a little chunder in the street. Yeah, like a scumbag, and then. Got home, tightly passed out in front of the TV. I so. do often, when I'm walking around and I see someone being sick in the street, cause it's quite a rare thing you see. I'm like, how, yeah. how has it got to that situation? But there you go. That's, this is, I saw it in full effect on Saturday, how it happened. Yeah, it just happened. Double it gin, just, that's yeah. what it was. That's it, it's the double gin, man. <laughs> Tangare is the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how was your Sunday? What, what, what sport did you take in? Because there was so much going on yesterday. Uh, so there weren't so much. There was cricket and then there were two sports I, I literally don't give a shit about. So <laughs> there, I just, there was only one, one choice. Um, yeah, so I was just sat there watching cricket all day, literally. I've loved this World Cup so much. I know it's a boxing podcast, but I really um, like, I enjoyed the, the, the World Cup, the Football World Cup, obviously. Um, but this Cricket World Cup has just captured me. Maybe because I work for myself from home. And um, I was just able to sit in front of the telly and watch it. But for those that don't know, it starts at 10.30 and then they play through the entire game. And yesterday yeah. it didn't finish till like half past seven at night. Yeah. And what a finish it was. Incredible. And like, you know, England World Cup champions in the most dramatic fashion possible. It really was like, um, that's the first time I've ever, I can remember sitting through the whole game. Like, yeah. I like cricket. I, I like the Ashes. I'm actually going to go to the Ashes in September. I've bought a ticket to go to the Oval and nice. go, and, go and watch a day at the Ashes and drink drink double gins all yeah. day long. It's an amazing day out. And chunder in the street outside the Oval. But yeah, um, yeah so I do like cricket, but I've never, I can't remember the last time I've sat through a 50-over match, but... It was worth it. Was worth it giving up ten hours of my day for it. It was like a football. It was like a football match or a boxing match. Like we we sat through so many boring boxing fights. You know yeah. what I mean? That, but that every now and then you get a Castillo, uh, Corrales, Corrales, yeah, and, and you kind of pay in for that. It's so, yeah. the same as football. You get so many nil-nil drab draws or one-all drab draws, and then one day you get a five-one or something. So yeah. it's one of those things. But it's yeah, it's incredible. What a scene. What 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 a stage to pull that back. So you know we had, like double the. We need double the runs that we had balls left and Stokes what up. Anyway, anyway, let's get on, <laughs> let's get on to the box. <laughs> it was a brilliant it was a brilliant performance. It really was. I was watching tennis as well because I really like Roger Federer and he he choked two championship points and lost in the finals with Djokovic. And that was, was really that was great that was great drama as well. No, um, but it was a great Sunday. But it's the weekend started uh, in Jeddah um, yeah. for the big card, which was Amir Khan versus former featherweight champion Billy Dib and uh, Huey Fury against former WBC heavyweight champion Samuel Peter. What did you think about that whole thing, Flav? Well, so we were talking when it was on. Yeah. And like at the time, I was incensed. <laughs> I, 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 the morning I woke up after this, like, maybe I was being a bit harsh. Um, look, there's a couple of things. There's like boxing should be staged anywhere in the world because over and over again it's been demonstrated that it doesn't matter where it is people are interested in combat sports and are passionate about it because it's so kind of instinctual and primal mm-hmm. um so you know you've seen huge world fights in south africa lennox lewis you know you've got rumble in the jungle thriller in yep. manila these aren't typical places to to stage a boxing event but as yep. you've seen in the films with about ali and foreman's fight yeah you know they, great went, film. they went crazy and some of the most you know, the, um iconic uh, slogan around mm. Ali came from that, you know, yep. you know, was it Ali Bombaye? So, yeah. You know, that, and that any boxing fan around the world knows that. So if they, if they can create folklore in another country, it's fine. It's good. Boxing belongs to everybody. Right. Yep. But you've got to do a good job of it when you get it. It's not, it's not, it ain't just a case of, it ain't just a case of like just piling in the money. And because you've got the money, you, 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 you stage an event. And I, yeah. and, uh, and I think overall, what I witnessed in Jeddah wasn't um, 
it wasn't fervent boxing fans. It was people who were kind of. I'm being a bit. I'm making massive generalizations here, but it kind That's of it, it felt gimmicky. It felt like a novelty factor. Yeah, and it was a little bit of a smack in the face, I think. Uh, and you know that that's not even it, it's not even sort of suggesting that they um, I, I, I that guess. they didn't care, perhaps that they weren't really into boxing. Is that what it is? That perhaps maybe, that's what maybe it was. Some of they them, didn't respect the sport at all. I think there was a little bit of that. There was a little bit of respect. And the, it's a disrespect. Disrespect to the sport. You know, throwing yeah. Amir Khan in with Billy Dib. I appreciate that. Um, he was a substitute, wasn't he? Yeah, and the, the guy who was fighting was in a car accident. Um, yeah. but even the other guy wasn't much of a step up. No, he was not much, no. No, and, and from Khan's perspective, you do see a comeback fight against a uh, kind of easy opponent. Albeit a, you know, a live opponent, but one that was too small and just not in his class bracket, really. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously issues around Khan that we, we can talk about as well. But yeah, overall, wasn't impressed with Jeddah. There's a couple of things. There's like, like there's like, really. Um, you know things that don't really matter, like the compare walking through the audience, um, yeah. uh, singing Baby Shark, da, 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 <laughs> Baby Shark. And this is while Samuel Peters. So Samuel Peters had arrived in the ring for his yeah. fight, was waiting in the ring for Fury yeah. Floyd to show up, and the compare slash entertainer slash comedian, I don't know what the fuck he was, mm. started singing Baby Shark. To, yeah. like, what what is that about? Like, I get I get you having to fill time, but it it shouldn't be the it shouldn't be his job to, to kind of love what I do. I know. I know what was good about a year ago, Baby Shark. Um, yeah, so that irritated me. Um, they had a cameraman that was literally in the ring. <laughs> uh, his feet were under the rope. Yeah. But that was pathetic. Um, the worst part, the thing that irritated me most, like this, like, like ringside seats are like premium. Like, yeah, mo- oh my most God, yes. Box, boxing fans would die to be ringside at a. Uh, yeah, or, you know, you know, would spend more than they they have in their their, their pocket to yeah. be ringside for a box that they love. You know, Alex yeah. is mad about the uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. And always talk about the VIPs and the yeah, canapes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And their VIP section. This shows me how much they do care about boxing. They had like benches, yeah, weird kind of like setup where so so in 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 the domestic scene, you you've got or, or in America, you've got like a flat outlay around the around the ring, but they had this kind of like. Um, ascending bench system. Yes, they did. Yeah, that was empty. And yeah. then every now and then you'll see some um, bloke sit down, a packet of peanuts, <laughs> and sit down for a bit, and then disappear. This was during the main event. Yeah. It, so, so how much do they care really about this? Yeah. How much is this? Is this stuff in Jeddah about improving the um, world perception of Saudi Arabia? Yeah. And if they're doing that, then they should leave boxing alone because there's other ways they can do it, like stop fucking cutting people's hands off or feet off yeah. for stealing yeah. when they're hungry or for um, flogging Not a murdering woman murdering journalists yeah or flogging a woman who's been raped yeah. because um, that she can't prove who a rapist was so they do her for adultery you know what I mean like things yeah. like that don't start bringing our sport over and, yeah. and using it to, to push your political regime that's what that's what I think and, and I'm ashamed of Amir Khan absolutely ashamed of him because yeah. I I I'm, I was always a big Amir Khan fan. I was I loved the fights he was in. He's always exciting. I thought he got he doesn't get a fair um, crack of the whip because um, actually because if he, he's got a brown skin. I think I think a lot of people. Don't I think like that, I think there's yeah I think there's a validity to that. Yeah, and the, you know that's my opinion. I don't know if it's fact. There's no way of proving it, but I'm sure. No, it's not. I'm no. sure that um, you know he, he he hasn't said that much more. <laughs> He hasn't been that much more out there than Ricky Hatton. But Ricky Hatton was considered, you know, a global icon. Oh, sorry, a yeah. UK icon. Whereas Amir yeah. Khan has been in incredible fights, fighting the years against Maidana. Um, you know, he avoided Brooke and Brooks avoided him probably. Um, but yeah, he's given us some amazing nights. You, you know, he proudly wore the Union flag on his shorts constantly. Yeah. So I, I honestly feel like he got. Um, a uh, uh, hasn't had a fair crack of the whip, but then he goes over to Saudi Arabia, spouting how much he loves the place, and yeah. and uh, it's amazing to be in Jeddah. Uh, you know, he says uh, no. His quote afterwards was, was uh, "Lucky Jeddah season, and inshallah, I will be back again. I love Saudi Arabia." Yeah. If you say I love Saudi Arabia, then um, you know you got, you got no time for him. 
No, because he's doing it because he got paid seven million pounds. Yeah. Whereas get get your money, but don't don't, don't spout. Don't yeah. Yeah. Don't, and, and you know, yeah. I, to be fair, I wasn't. Don't give the seal of approval to to yeah. that regime. Indeed, and and I didn't say the same thing about George Groves and Callum Smith last year, but it was different in that they they were a part of the Super Series, which yeah. one of the fights was had to be in Jeddah because of the money they've invested in it. Yeah. So. It was always Those guys good. signed up to the tournament yeah. to sign up to the tournament, and then they didn't know the final was going to be in Jeddah until just before. Like, like I don't think nobody knew where the final was going to be until the semi-finals had taken place. Yeah. So Groves beat Eubank, uh, and Cameron Smith beat the kickboxer, uh, um, and then it was announced afterwards. Oh, the final was going to be in Jeddah. So they've already bought in. They've already signed up. <coughs> so they had to do it. In, the, in a, they put they could have yeah. pulled out. But well, no, if they'd have pulled out, then they would have lost. They were probably been sued for their entire purse for the, yeah. the for the entire tournament, and um, uh, you know uh, would have lost the they've been stripped or you know from actually they probably wouldn't have been stripped because they would probably made up an injury of some sort. But no, you can't blame them for not po- pipe for, for not putting out. But then at least they're not back in the fucking Saudi regime. No, I'll tell you something else. I read in the Arab news okay. about, about the fight, and this is the, I'll, I'll, I'll let you <laughs> tell me what you think of this reporting. Uh, the okay. first round for Amir Khan and Billy Dib started with fast punches to the face from Dib <laughs> on Khan. But Khan took action to avoid Dib and punched him on the cheek. By the third round, the match started to get tougher and Khan looked the lead, hard hitting, until he made the knockout over his opponent, who threw in the towel in the fourth round. His opponent <laughs> threw in the towel. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, that's amazing. Um, oh, oh my God, I wish, I, wish, <laughs> I wish that Boxing Monthly had an article that was written like that once a month. Oh just have one, one article like that a month that was just written in that. He was punched to the cheek. Yeah, he, he punched <laughs> the... And he responded, why punch him on the cheek? And look, <laughs> oh, we need one of those. It's, um, and it's fine, because this is clearly someone who doesn't understand boxing yeah. writing about it. But in order to be respected as a city that can stage bouts of this magnitude, i.e., this isn't a huge bout, but with names like Amir Khan and the Fury name as well. And Samuel Peter, to be fair, he's, you know, he's had a decent career. Most heavyweights wouldn't achieve what he does. He's had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got to show it the right respect and, re- and report about it in the right way and, and show the produced shows that, that are respective or respectful of, of our sport. Um, but that said, we, we've, we've had that similar stuff in, in the uh, in the UK, you know, I imagine I remember um, haymaker shows being yeah. horrible, absolutely yeah. horrible at the Indigo O2 and yeah, places horrible. like that with Michael, Michael Venom Page on there and fighting plumbers and yeah, and doing all that silly plus business. all the, the bullshit entertainment. Like I hate all that stuff. The worst part is when promoters feel like they have to <coughs> entertain fill the crowd, up time. Yeah. fill up time with shit because their card isn't stacked enough. And, you know, another one would have been Warren for Warrington's fight yep. uh, against... Against Selby. Yeah, with the, having the Kaiser Chiefs in the, in the side. Yeah. What, what, seriously, what, what pissed up working class English bloke from Leeds wants to listen to Kaiser Chiefs' full set? Not just his song, yeah. but the full set. Anyway, look, these are little bugbears that I had, um, you know, and, you know, the, 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 this, this same Arab news called it the fight, um, fight event of the year. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it's fucked off for that, and then um, and then the, the the ending to the Fury Peters uh, fight was shambolic. How how Peters dislocated his elbow by bumping into the ref, uh, dislocated his shoulder by bumping into the ref, is yeah. on me. Like he wanted out, he was low blow blowing constantly. Yeah, he was constantly fouling. He was in terrible shape. Uh, he managed to bloody he managed to bloody the ref's nose yeah. uh, on the way out. It was probably the the mo- the the best punch he landed all fight. Other than that, other than that cheap shot that he landed on Huey on the break, he landed that left hook on the break. Uh, yeah, he was. He had a go. Yeah. To be fair, he had more of a go than I expected him to have a go. I didn't expect him to have a go at all. I thought he was just going to get stopped in four rounds and not really do anything. He did have a go, but he was just cheating and fouling the whole time. Yeah, he um, took the money basically. He got paid a lot of money to be out there. Um, yeah. You know, on did he, yeah on the card. You know, if you if you're looking as as a matchmaker, and you're looking to attract names, he's a name. Yeah, that's um, it. He's a name. He's a name, and it's but it's easy. It's not Hughie's not going to have no trouble with him. But it's a good. It's a name. 
Yeah, and, and this is the this is the issue where with with Fury Fury, you know, was that his twenty fifth fight? Yeah. And um, you know, when you turn pro, you turn over very young. You have such a long learning period that you're you know you're you're still you're fighting Samuel Peter on your twenty fifth fight, whereas if you're genuinely world class, you're fighting him eleven or twelve. Oh, 20, yeah, it was his 25th fight, yeah. Um, what, do you, yeah what do you think of Fury Fury? Oh, he's so dull. <laughs> he's so dull. Like, the thing is with Huey Fury is, he should be boxing at British level. He should be boxing at domestic level. That's about, he's probably above domestic level, but he would have really good fights there. Yeah, like, catch the public opinion. He won the British title. He beat Sam Sexton. He won the British title. He knocked him out in the fifth round. He looked great. And afterwards, it was like, okay, uh, you've got, the, you've got, you know, Joe Joyce has just won the Commonwealth title. Do you want to fight Joe Joyce? No, I don't. And he Great bins match. the belt. He bins the belt off straight away, and he goes and fights Kurab Pulev and loses. And now he's saying, oh, I went back into the domestic scene. It's like, well, you was in here, and then you threw, then he bin the belt off. It was yeah. just like, well, you got to do it on your own now, mate. Because yeah, I, I don't see, you know, I don't. He's with Mick Hennessy, so he's kind of almost like a free agent in a way because there's no beef with Frank Warren, there's no beef with Eddie Hearn. He's not signed to any one of those guys, so he's kind of free to to box whoever he likes, yeah. in a sense. But oh, he's he's really dull to watch, and he just doesn't have the difference between him and Tyson is Tyson Fury is Tyson Fury is a fighter. He, he can go on the inside. He'll stick a forearm in your face. He'll he'll grab you around. He's got a bit of spite about him. Mm. Huey Fury doesn't have any spite. There's no, there's not really any spite about him. He's just a nice, pretty little boxer. He's just a, I feel, a tidy. He's I a feel tidy like once he the spots on his back cleared up, he lost his edge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he, I, I don't think he ever really had the edge, to be honest. Nah, it, the, 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 Joseph, the Joseph, the yeah, I know. The, <laughs> the Joseph Parker fight. It was just a lot of people were really outraged at the decision. I wasn't at all because he just he didn't. It was his big chance. It was a world title fight, and he just didn't grab it by the bollocks. Yeah. He, just, he needed to grab it by the bollocks and and show that and an out out man out man Parker, and he didn't. And he he got completely dominated by Pulev, who hadn't fought in eighteen months. You know, he really should have beat Pulev. You know, Pulev's had a long career, and he should if he was thinking of doing anything, he should have beat Pulev, and he got completely dominated. Yeah. Yes, he was cut quite early, but he was just completely dominated by Pulev, and. I don't know what you do with, with Fury, really. He, he should probably go sign with Frank Warren and and mix it up with du- Dubois and Gorman and Joyce. That's what he should. He should leave Mick Hennessy and go to Frank Warren. Yeah, he should. And um, if he can create a kind of quadrant of domestic level fighters that are fighting each other and having decent yeah. dust ups, going life and death a little bit, then yeah. you're going to earn some money and good um, money. Create some beef, like create, like sell yourself. That's the other thing is I don't remember ever hearing him speak. No, and boxing no. is a show. You got a showmanship, and you've got to sell yourself. You know, and you've seen like the best boxers in the world sometimes, like Andre Ward, earning half of what yeah, someone who's nowhere near his talent is earning because one of them has a big mouth. So, you know, it's a part of it. Is he's he's got to sell himself. It is entertainment. It isn't. You're right. He does need to sell himself. And being on Channel Five is no good for him either. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people talk about terrestrial boxing. Yeah, like. I get we want to like more people should be able to see boxing and but the production levels are so poor. Yeah, and you, you feel like you know you think of terrestrial television, you, television, you think of like Lakeside. And, yeah, yeah, you know, but like Sky when Legend centers, Legend yeah. centers. Like I remember, I remember uh, Michael Hunter fighting on Sky and fight, fight Friday Fight Night. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. Um, I, like, that was when I got into boxing. I really loved it. You had yeah. to be, you had to be in, in. You had to really love the sport to watch that, yeah. because it was like I remember you, Michael Hunter, Darlington, wasn't it? If I remember rightly, Darlington, Doncaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of Doncaster, them, I one think. of them. Yeah. And um, they were fighting in a like a, a PE hall, like with benches on the side. Yeah. It was like a soap opera. You'd, you'd see the basketball hoop on the on the on the exactly. on the side of the wall, couldn't exactly. you? Exactly. And and you're kinda of in it. But but the, the, the thing is is the more that sort of Matchroom and Hearn have taken over and, and, and you know, to be fair, like the small hall fights you very rarely see unless it's your call. That you know, there's something in that. But that that's you can always find that stuff if you want it if you're a properly hardcore boxer. But you we've kind of been spoiled, I think, somewhat by the production values of BT and um, and Sky. 
so much so that it's so evident when someone's not doing it as well and it becomes a bit cheap and a little bit throwback to the kind of more sort of underhanded seedier era, era of boxing at least it feels like a professional sport now rather than yeah you know people yeah because even when even when um matrim when they put on the nxt cards at your call yeah they 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 do things to make it look like still like a proper event but it, it does have that intimate kind of feeling to it yeah it has because it's a small arena but it doesn't look like a leisure center even though that's what it is yeah. it looks like a proper boxing card um yeah channel five is i i think when you do something once in a blue moon that i you're not doing it all the time you're not going to be very good at it no um Sky do it all the time. BT are do it do it fairly regularly, so their production values are good. And and BT they just set up a studio. They they wheeled in Duke McKenzie, and and they they just had a go at it. They don't they don't do it often enough to be able to do it to any sort of level. The other problem is is there's no appointment to view, so you're no one watches Channel Five. No, yeah. so there's no way of you knowing about it. So that and they don't have the budget to to spend huge amounts in promoting a fight. So they're not going to be able to go on Sky where people watch boxing. They won't be able to go on BT because people where people watch boxing, and they're not utilising social media and um, and YouTube in the right way. So if a, a great way to advertise a web uh, a fight was how um, I can't remember who it was the Debar and Gorman fight. Yeah, every single rifle video. IFL. Yeah, it was on yeah. there. It was on yep. there and it was drummed into your brain. And the budget to do that would have been nowhere near for television. It was probably as effective. So. Um, you know, if you are going to go on Channel Five or Dave, like like Hay did, yeah, like Dave Hayward Hay did, yeah, you've got to back it financially in terms of marketing. Otherwise, you've got you're onto a lost leader, really. Yeah, exactly. You need to get those casual fans, and you're right. The IFL is a good way of getting into the the casual fans, and YouTube is a good way of advertising it. And it was, yeah, I, I think overall, it's it's it wasn't great at all. Amir Khan, I he afterwards he was talking about fighting Manny Pacquiao. Mm. Um, I don't want, I want Ame Khan to ever get what he wants in terms of fights. He's just... <laughs> I don't want him to because he's he just... He's making bad, bad, bad matchmaking decisions, doesn't he? <laughs> he just, I just don't ever want him... I don't ever want him to get a Manny Pacquiao fight or a Floyd Mayweather fight. Floyd Mayweather is retired. But Why? Because he just wants to shortcut his way to it. He just thinks, oh, I'll beat up a featherweight, like a literal featherweight in Billy Dib. Oh, and I'll get a Manny Pacquiao fight. It's like, no, earn it, you prick. Like, he doesn't want to earn it. He's never wanted to, like, since 2013, he's not want, wanted to really, really earn a fight. He's just wants to just kind of shortcut his way into it. He's yeah. going, I'll beat up that guy, I'll beat up that guy, and I'm, oh, I'm a Khan, and I'll get the fight. And it really annoys me. And it's like, no, you're not getting Manny Pacquiao. Well, he, he's talking about Jeddah again. And yeah. the reason why he's doing that is because he knows that ultimately in boxing money talks and there's so much money there that he can pay Pacquiao enough to bring him over to Jeddah, whether he deserves the shot or not. Um, yeah. Pacquiao's got to fight Keith Furman. And he does have to fight Keith Furman, he's yeah. He's likely going to lose that. I would I would probably... Pick, that's actually next weekend. Yeah, uh, it is. So you think Furman's going to win? I do think Furman's going to win. I just think he's, he's a dangerous, dangerous fighter. We've seen him in with some of the best in the world already. I know he doesn't fight often enough. Yeah. He's got a disgusting hook. Left hand's beautiful. Um, yeah. You know, he's rightly number one at the top of the pile, I think, at, that mo at the moment. Um... I think most people would have Spence number one, or some people would have Crawford. I wouldn't have Crawford, but some people would have Spence as number one at welterweight. Uh, yeah, no, that's a fair fair shout. Just because Furman are two years out. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Look, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's who you. But he's like. up there because he's probably you know what he's probably got the best kind of record because he beat Porter and he beat Danny Garcia yeah, and convincingly. Yeah, fairly comfortably as well. I, I like Furman. I think, you know, he, he, he's one of those guys that he, he's a bit like James DeGale where he goes life and death with everybody. Yeah. Every fight's a hard fight. He doesn't have an easy fight. They're always hard. Mm. Uh, if you remember the Louis Colazzo fight, he got hurt to the body really badly That's and then right. he ran around the ring. Uh, and it happened again in his last fight, his comeback fight against Jose Zito Lopez. Again, he got hurt to the body really badly um, and then, got, then had to run around the ring for a little while. Um, I don't think Manny Pacquiao is the guy to to beat him just because 
he's not a brilliant body puncher and I think that's where Furman's quite can be susceptible um, and, I, and Furman just always does enough to stay ahead in a fight he just he gets a lead and he always just stays in front he's a bit like Michael Schumacher he just stays in front all the time just about does enough so I think he probably will beat Manny Pacquiao um, but I think it's gonna be a really good fight oh yeah I think it'd be a good fight I think it's gonna be um, I, I think he's gonna win it convincingly again um, Pacquiao is it's got to start getting leggy at some point like how it's amazing at 41, yeah. It, yeah, it is amazing. Maybe, you know, maybe too amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, because... Uh, is Alex Ariza? No, Alex Ariza, is he back in his camp? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Freddie, he's back with Freddie Roach. I'm just um, saying, like, how does someone carry on performing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah you're right. You're right. And I, I think... So when, 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 when uh, Mayweather looked a little bit old against McGregor... Yeah. And Pacquiao's still doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, look, my point, my point is is the um, uh, is that Khan doesn't care about Pacquiao because he would be calling out the winner of. So he doesn't care about. It's not like legacy fighting this now, right? He he'd be calling out the winner of this fight and yeah. trying to make it. It's not, about Pacquiao. It's about. It's always been about Pacquiao. He's always obsessed with it because yeah. I think he probably thinks, oh, well, he's, he's a bit long in the tooth now. I'm yeah. clearly not anywhere it's near about the level. Name. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, do you know ever since, and he's been in great fights, but like Khan and stuff. But uh, you know, I don't think he he ever got over that mm. twelve round against. Um, oh my Dana. Yeah, and it was an amazing fight. And how like after that, I was like, you can't question his chin anymore. But then mm. obviously he's just been splattered about four or five yeah. times since then. So, um, and and you know he's he's always been brave. He's always been game. He's willing to step up and fight Canelo. Um, he's willing to, to to fight Crawford, but in those fights, certainly Canelo, you saw he couldn't stand up to power at that level. Yeah. But against Crawford, he was so badly exposed. So, yeah, which you think you know, he was. It seemed like Crawford's so good that he made Amir Khan look like a very average, basic boxer. Yeah, yeah. His chin was hanging out, and he was lunging. And I just thought he got so frustrated against Crawford that he, he, he I don't know, his entire um, schooling of boxing just seemed to fall apart. Um, yeah, so you know, Amir Khan is Amir Khan, and I suppose he's, he's entitled now to get his money. Uh, not that he doesn't have enough already, but no, no, seven probably, million, seven million is that's a pretty good payday he got. At the he's weekend. got tons already. He's really shrewd of his money. He's not going to be one of these boxers that went that's going to go broke. You know, he gets huge amounts of money to charity as well. It's all fair play, but yeah. kind of been undone somewhat by this Jeddah stuff. But. Yeah. So moving on to Saturday, it was uh, the British title, uh, Daniel Dubois against Nathan Gorman. Did you get to catch any of that, Flav? Did yeah, you a... I saw some of it. Um, I think um, I, I've got nothing more to say now than I did afterwards. I yeah. I didn't know much about Gorman, and I'd seen Dubois a couple of times. Um, it's nice finish. Uh, it's clear that. Gorman in the end wouldn't be able to stand up to Dubois' power. Yeah. And, you know, Dubois bores me to death. Uh, but, you know, he's probably going to go on and do greater things than, than Gorman is. What yeah. those greater things are, I, I, I don't know what his ceiling is, but I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. I think he'll have a couple of World Cup, World, World Title fights maybe get there and probably get exposed to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. It was good to see that, uh, you know, two guys without a loss get in the ring and, yep. and, and, Both and early stages of their career when they can come again but um, th- th- you know if you look back at previously when two fighters have done the same thing you, you look back and, and you think that that was a great thing to happen for boxing like mm-hmm. um, Groves and the Gale yeah. both you know the Gale is very very I mean great fight don't know who won I still think Groves won but you know he, it could have been called it either way the Gale lost and then went on to win a world, world title uh, Eubank, before Groves did, yeah. Before Groves did, yeah. Eubank and Saunders did it, and both of them went on to win world titles, mm. of sorts, and of sorts, yeah. of sorts. But but you know, he's Eubank wasn't too badly impacted by that loss. No, he had not to rebuild a little bit, and and the same will go for, for, for them. I don't think Gorman's ever going to quite reach that level based on what I've seen and the limit yeah. I've seen. But um, yeah, why not? It's good. It was a good thing to watch and uh, and a good thing for boxing. Yeah, no, I thought, you know, I thought um, Gorman, he kind of developed, he, he kind of took Andy Ruiz Jr.'s tactics for the Anthony Joshua fight. I thought, like, 
Dubois was like leading with the jab. He was he's the taller man, the longer reach. He's going to jab. So I think like Gorman was trying to counter Dubois every time he would come in, and it worked a little bit. But the thing is, Dubois got a pretty good chin. He gets rattled a little bit when he gets hit. He, he panics a little bit. Um, not he doesn't get hurt. He just starts swinging. Yeah. Um, he just kind of starts swinging, and that's what kind of happened there. He would Gorman would try and counter Dubois, and it worked. But then Dubois just had the, the greater firepower. He's got really strong jab. He's got really good front foot, mm. and he's got really good power. And he's only twenty two, um, so there's no real rush for him. I think that you know he'll probably look to do what Lewis Ritson did and win the British title outright. You know, defend it three times, and he Good. gets to keep win it, win it for keeps. Um, try, he'll do that and try and do it in record time, and then he gets to keep the belt, and then he gets to move on to European level. I don't think there's any rush to move him into a into a world world title fight. Really, it's no, just, not, he doesn't need to be fast tracked like Joyce has been. But no, no, because Joe Joyce is in his thirties, so exactly, yeah, he needs yeah. he needs to move along really. Yeah, of course. Uh, so yeah, Dubois will take his time. He will take his time. Let Joyce get old. Let, let Tyson Fury get old and Anthony Joshua. All of those guys will probably get old and move on by the time Dubois is ready to challenge for a, for a world title. Um, so yeah, what, I was, what, what have you got? What have you got then? Like, it'll be a load of Eastern Europeans. They're, they will come along and start to dominate. Start to dominate the, the heavyweight division after they are coming. The heavy, the Eastern Europeans. They're not. They're not names yet, but they're gonna, they're coming yeah. and they're gonna start. They're gonna start dominating it all over again, just like they are at light heavy. I know, disgusting, isn't it? Like, not disgusting, like bad. Like, how dare they? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I know, I like know. heavy. Didn't win, didn't win the Cold War for, for them to start dominating. Us. <laughs> <laughs> the cruiserweight as well. Like any anything like, like the big men division, because they're lumps over there, aren't they? So yeah, and they're just their their dedication to sport, the people that they're producing. Fair yeah. play to them. Just got to make sure that we've got the, the data testing sorted. Yeah. Yeah, kind of any of that Ivan Drago shit. Mate, it was they, we were talking about it in fucking Rocky Four. Yeah, that's how long. <laughs> that's yeah. how long ago we've been known. They're still at it. They're, They're still, still at fucking it, aren't they? at it. Oh, mate, it's so funny. The montage in I think we talked about this before. The montage in Rocky Four when they're both <laughs> training and they're literally injecting Ivan Drago <laughs> with an injection into his bicep. Like, yeah. Literally, as he trains, fucking amazing. Yeah. Rocky's chasing chickens and, yeah. and uh, eating eating eggs and uh, drink, yeah, drinking raw eggs. And Ivan Drago's taking straight up injections. I watched, I watched, uh, I watched a couple of them the other day. Every time they're on, I watch Rocky. I, just, I love them. Uh, I even enjoyed Rocky Five. I know it's like people like hate it. It's like it's like easily the worst film. It is, but I still, yeah. I just enjoy watching film, you know, movies about boxing. Mm. Um, you know, I watch them all. Watch Counter Punch, which is. Which is alright. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen. You seen it? Counterpunch. Sorry, Southpaw. 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 Sorry. Oh, Southpaw. I hated that film. Right. I I enjoyed it again because it's just about boxing. I can deal with it. The Creed films right. as well, right? But the, the film Counterpunch. Southpaw. Yeah. Sorry. He threw. He, he only goes Southpaw in the very last second of the film. Those <laughs> one punch is a Southpaw. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I, was like, yeah, I, yeah I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah. So. Uh, but anyway, so, so Rocky. But then you, you watch the boxing in Rocky and it is absolutely garbage, isn't it? Like, there's, there's, no one throws a jab. <laughs> yeah, it's just hook central. There is no jabs. It's just winging in, win, win, milling in. And, and every punch lands. They'd 100% both be, 100% both be vegetables. If, like, yeah. The way they landed. Like the, you, know, you saw the closest you could see it, that I've seen in, in real life boxing to a Rocky movie was Ward and Gay. Yeah. And where was that was just stand in front of us just hook each other to yeah um, they weren't jabbing either it was just hooks to the body hooks to the head and, and did you ever see that TV series Lights Out I don't think I did actually no that is fairly fairly recent I'd say it's probably about 10 years ago yeah um, and that was it was it was a Showtime series in America and it had a couple of people from The Wire in it and I watched all of it and it was about basically about a washed up heavyweight guy that, that was a contender and ends up coming back to you know try and win the championship and uh that was okay, you know. It yeah. was if you if you can get past all the plot holes and all the because there's a scene where he's about to weigh in and yeah. he's under he's under cruise he's under the cruiserweight limit, so he's in the bathroom taking on as much water as he can, so he can weigh over the weight limit. But <laughs> in heavyweight, there is no weight limit. You can weigh whatever you like. But in the program, he had to weigh more than fourteen four. I think it was fourteen yeah. stone. 
200 pounds and he's taking on he's guzzling water from the bathroom sink was it and was it that was it that, that he wanted to make the heavyweight fight but he was a cruiser what's hang on so you can fight as a cruiserweight you don't you, yeah. don't, you don't have to weigh over 40 you don't have to weigh anything no, no yeah it's not, not like that. you have to be a minimum there's no minimum weight no. right no, there isn't. All right. well, that, that doesn't make sense. But then you got this. That's people that don't really understand it. They think, oh, I've come up with this genius thing. Let's make him look. Let's let's see how committed he is to the sport and make him drink loads of water before he gets in the ring. That's probably yeah. what the writer thought. Yeah, it was, um, it was it was it was it was really bad. But it was it was really bad. But it, it was watchable. It was watchable. Lights out. It was, it was in, that, that was his name. That was his an name. Excellent uh, British boxing movie. Uh, Jawbone. Oh yeah, I've so, not seen that. I watched it. Uh, it's. 2017 and um it's there's a british boxer a british fighter called um sorry a british actor who's excellent called johnny harris okay and he plays like a alcoholic kind of washed up boxer who kind of turns his life around by going back into the gym it's pretty gritty no it didn't it didn't get massively good ratings but I, i really enjoyed it as a boxing fan okay sure about I like how we've really segued into random boxing films. Yeah. Um, Joyce and Jennings, we we did quickly touch over that. Um, I did see it. Um, Jennings did test Joyce. He did test him. Um, I don't, how far do you think Joe Joyce can go? Well, I, I was having a conversation with Mark Butcher. Uh, yeah. Would have been, I think, probably when he turned over and his first fight on, on that hay card. Um. And I just thought he didn't look like a seasoned amateur. He looked quite plodding. Yeah. You know, quite did the basics well, but just, just there's no razzmatazz that you needed for the, uh, for the program. No, no kind of flair to his boxing as well. So it, didn't yeah. seem to me, it was just very industrial, which can get you, can get you quite a long way for sure. But I just didn't see much past like British level, maybe European level. Yeah, um, I think he could win like a fringe, like a regular title or something. But I, don't, I think if he came up against an elite heavyweight, a Fury, a Joshua, Andy Ruiz Jr., um, or Tyson Fury, I think it'll beat him comfortably. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I mean that goes goes without goes without saying. Yeah, I don't think well, he's going to be a world champ. I'd prefer I'd prefer to see what he's got against some, you know, like a, a good domestic fight like Dubois or. You know, well, that was mandated by the board. The British board mandated that fight for the British title, and Joe Joyce turned it down. Yeah, but he's like just been paid God knows how many millions to go into Saudi Arabia. And no, no, not Huey Fury. Joe Joyce. It was Joe Joyce. He oh, turned sorry, it down. sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, no, it was Joe Joyce. He turned it down. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think a lot of these boxers have a plan laid out for them, a roadmap to where they want to go. Yeah. And yeah. if once something comes up that doesn't fit that plan or makes it more difficult, then, then sometimes they avoid it. I think also it's easy for us to, to kind of talk about these things from outside of the, 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 the you know, the outside of the ring, like as, as like pundits or podcasters who we look yeah. at it and go, well, Joyce pulled out of that fight, but they're in it. It, it, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it, and and mostly it's because they've got a way up danger to reward, and that's it. Yeah. Um. And you know, if he's not earning huge amounts of money by fighting, um, you know, fighting a domestic level fight that is dangerous that he could lose, mm-hmm. then he's within his rights to turn that down. Now, it doesn't fit in with the kind of warrior dying on your shield kind of attitude that most of us want from our boxers. Most of us are not in the ring with them and getting punched in the face in what is a horrendously dangerous sport at times. So, you know, there's, there's reasons for it. You understand it. I'm not saying like Joy, Joyce isn't going to go on and take difficult fights. It's just when the time's right. You know, if he gets bad in the domestic scene, like really badly beat, then yeah. will he ever get that opportunity to fight at, on the big stage for big money? And yeah. so it's, a, it's important that they, they make the right decisions. And that's why matchmakers are so important to the game. Yeah, that, no, you're absolutely right, and that's uh, that's an interesting way of talking about matchmakers because a couple of weeks ago, uh, Conor Ben went to fifteen and zero uh, when he won at York Hall. Mm. Um, I can imagine that that making the, his matchmaker has a challenge every single time. What do you think about um, Conor Ben? Uh, he's and his kind of, I like him. He's exciting. He's um, he's um, raw. I'm not going to say anything that anyone doesn't know. He, he's really raw. Um, and no doubt benefited from the name. I want to talk about that, how he brands himself, actually. But I yeah. think 
he's exciting. He's been in great fights already. He's it's entertaining us, and he's like, he's willing to take punches. It's only his only option really, but uh, to get in the inside and and you know unleash the no doubt explosive power that he does have. But you know he does look like a, a boxer who hasn't had an amateur pedigree. Doesn't yeah. seem to, he, he doesn't box like a seasoned pro. He boxes like a kid who who um, loves a scrap. Yeah. Which is fine. He's absolutely fine, but yeah. it's not going to get him. It's going to get him big fights because he's entertaining, but not in the in, not in the way that most of us envision. Uh, sorry, envision a, uh, a decent pro career to go. You know, yeah, his matchmaking is hellish because <laughs> he's going to get he's going to go toe to toe with anybody. Yeah, and there are big punchers who don't have great records, so he's um, he's he's at a risk every fight he goes. And you know, he didn't. That that fight against I forget the geezer's name it was like a it, fin, guy from Iceland or Finland, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, UC Kavula, Kavula, right? Kavula. Yeah. who uh, put it on him in the first round. Yeah, um, it didn't have a you know I looked at his record, I'd never seen him fight, but didn't didn't seem to have a bad record, and he looked alright. But you know, and he had Eubank in trouble in the first round, but as soon as Eubank connected, it was pretty much done and dusted. Yeah, yeah, Conor Ben, he's only twenty two. Did I say Eubank? Sorry. Um, pretty sure uh, I did then. Oh yeah, I think D- you did. Yeah, Co- yeah, Conor Ben. Yeah, well, they're linked. They're so inter- interlinked, aren't they? Yeah, it's it's such a shame that Conor Ben and Chris Eubank Jr. are so far apart in terms of divisions because it would do, it would just be a natural, you know. For, Absolutely, yeah. That, I mean, this is what I'm talking about about in, in terms about showmanship and storyline and selling a fight is that you don't mm. need to be quality fighters in order to get people interested in watching you fight. No, and uh, you know, Eubank is is a good boxer. And Conor Ben is a average boxer but to put yeah. them in a ring together would be fascinating yeah it's just a shame there's a couple of stone between them yeah, but it's, um, it's, it is what it is but you know yeah like like you said it's not always about the best quality it's about competitive competitive matchups mm. and you can you can sell competitive matchups all all year round you know he's he's gone life and death with you know Cedric Pano the, yeah. the the champion of Luxembourg he went, <laughs> great, he went fight, like, great fight that, they were both quality the, the second fight was interesting as well yeah you know, you've got to watch him fight you're going you're going to watch him because you know that it's going to be a tear up and anything can happen yeah and that's it with with Conor Ben it's he's he's said himself you know that he's uh, a son of a legend he's grew up in silk pajamas but he 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 said he, he said it himself. Most people that have grown up in the silk pajamas aren't going to get up at four o'clock in the morning and, and do the runs. Um, and there's something to be admired for that. That he doesn't have to do this. He doesn't have to box, but he he wants to do it because yeah. like, it's in his blood. I exact guess. Exact same thing you could say about uh, Junior. Yeah. Exact same thing. You know, and he, he, even more so because it, they, both of them have showed the dedication to do this. Eubank has a natural talent, whereas. Conor Ben doesn't, I don't think. At least he maybe came to the game a little bit too late to to, to have the schooling that Eubank did. Mm. I think even U, I remember footage of Eubank when he was in, in his teens, going saying to his dad, saying, "I, I want a box, I want a box." And his dad uh, was, was like, that on Louis Farouk? Was that on the Louis Farouk? You no, know, it might have been documentary. It yeah. might have been. Yeah, I, I want a box. And then there's footage, there's grainy footage on YouTube of um, of Eubank getting his street fights and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so he's clearly interested in fighting, and it's hard not to be when you've got a father who's as iconic as Chris Eubank is and Nigel Ben is. But you're right with with Ben. You know, he's he, he doesn't have to do it, so it actually makes his hunger even more legitimate. Because mm. some you know fighters get in there because they've got nothing else. That it's all they know. It was either the, sh- the amount of stories you hear about boxers who, um, you know, the street they were saved from the streets by getting in. The yeah. Game. But th- this is very very different, and you know. Can I just talk about the, the son of a legend thing? Yes, go that on. Yeah. Is, that is completely the wrong message to be sending out. Okay. The right one is to say, I'm Conor Ben. I share my dad's name, but this is my time. Right. Not the son of a legend. Because you're, yeah. it, the, in terms of, I, I'm a big energy, a big, big thing about uh, um, positive energy, right? Okay. And, and emitting the correct type of energy. And if you're going into the ring as the son of a le- legend, not as believing himself to be a legend yeah then he's giving himself a disadvantage because it's so much about mindset you don't need to say that we know who you are yeah you've benefited hugely from your dad's name that's yeah. fine i get it i like, hustle the game use everything to your advantage absolutely yeah especially in this sport 
Yeah, it's, it's short. It could be a short career. You lose a fight, you're no longer fashionable. You get hurt, and that's that. Um, but you, but in your head, you should be saying, right, my dad's time was then. This is Conor Ben's time. Even if he doesn't say it, don't class yourself as like a... It's like, you know, I came out of my dad's dick. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what you're saying. It's like, yeah. it's not, and this is not what I'm about. This is, I'm a son of a legend. I know it's yeah. a marketing thing, but I, I just think in terms of attitude, that's, that's, that's probably the incorrect way to think of yourself as a boxer. Well, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., that was like his, his actual nickname was son of a legend or something like that. It was right. something very, very similar. That was his actual nickname when he was announced to the ring. And look at the career he's had. He, you know, he was given every opportunity by the, by the WBC in particular to, to win their world title. Mm. There, he would fight in Texas where there was no drug testing. He would literally not get drug tested. He would weigh, he would weigh in at 160 and then be about 190 on the night. Mm. He was given all the advantages in the world. His godfather is the president of the WBC. <laughs> like he had everything um, handed to him. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And yeah. yeah, his actual nickname was Son of a Legend. Look at him now. You know, he's just he's just eating cheeseburgers and just not really doing anything at all. Really, he didn't is, want to. It struck, struck me with him is that um, when he was didn't in, want to do it, didn't want yeah. to do it. it. Was probably bullied into it by by, by the family because how how yeah. important fighting is over there. And yeah. his dad, you know, as dislikable as he could have been, he was at times. Yeah, or unlikable. You know, was is an iconic uh, figure in boxing history. And, in Mexico um, in particular, he's like a... Yeah, yeah. in Mexico, yeah. So he wouldn't have had a choice, poor bastard. So no, yeah. no, no wonder he came in heavy. He's well, I've got to give myself advantage. I don't really care about this. I'm going to come in heavy or I'm, I'm going to pan... His, his record was pretty poor up to the point of where he was getting his... You know, his, his matchmaking was pretty good as well. And he, they yeah, built him was, up. Yeah. But he was always very average and boring to watch. Mm. And, you know, he probably never wanted it. And it's the same thing, really. He was never going to sell himself. This, this is the thing. Ben does have the advantage, whereas Chavez Jr. didn't because he wasn't excited and didn't yeah. feel like he wanted to be in there. Whereas Conor Ben is relishing every moment mm. of it. And he's loving it. And we've got to applaud it for that. It's just that he needs to be careful. Because yeah. How far do you think he can go? British title? Conor Ben? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably... You think he could probably win the British title, I think? I think, I think, I think. May, maybe. Uh, yeah, he, he could, he'd have a good go at that. Uh, I think that's about it. I think yeah. he will get opportunities above that level probably because of his name yeah. and being on, you know, Sky uh, and, and, and match from uh, cards, he's going to get opportunities. He's got a great promoter and who's going to give him every opportunity to, to reach the, the very limit of the sport. It's just it's, he needs to learn. He needs to learn mm. so much. He needs to. He needs to have another ten fights around this level just to really start to hone down on what he's good at and what he isn't good at. Mm. And uh, how good, can he do that? Can he keep doing that on at Matchroom? I don't know. I mean, he's. It's like Dubois. There shouldn't be any rush to to match. Him. No, he's twenty two. He's twenty two. Like you said, he's had no real amateur career. Um, just take your time. Take your time. Just you know. Well, he's talking play. about wanting. Um, who is he? Who is he? Uh, sorry, is it Josh Taylor? Oh yeah, I know he's Josh. Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I spent some time with someone in his camp the other week with uh, Josh. Someone in Josh Kelly's camp. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, he said that that Conor Ben basically just went up to Josh Kelly. Yeah, and just kind of put it on him a bit. Just started giving him a load of grief. For no reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently Josh Kelly's quite a quiet kid outside of the ring. Right. Even though he's not really in the ring, he's quite flashy, isn't he? But yeah. outside, apparently he's quite quiet. And he was like, who's this guy? Why is he doing this to me? And then <laughs> he wanted to have a roll around with him right there and then. But uh, Josh Kelly would absolutely smash him to bits. I'm not the biggest fan of Josh Kelly, but I think he'd absolutely smash him to bits. Well, he's just someone who, who is a schooled seasoned boxer. Yeah. Compared to yeah. someone who, who isn't. Like, it doesn't matter how hard someone is in the streets. You put him in a ring, it's a different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you see those old, olden time white collar boxing fights where it's, you know, it'll be a boxer against, um, I think I saw like Bob Foster yeah. and he was fighting like the bare knuckle champion mm. in a boxing match and he smashed him in like a round. He absolutely smashed him to bits in a round. Of course. And uh, yeah, it was on Reddit. I just, somebody put it on Reddit. I think it was Bob Foster against the bare knuckle champion. He just smashed him. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a totally different game. It's a totally different it game. It is, and, and that's why you shouldn't be you shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to call out like allow Yeah. Allow allow your matchmakers 
and allow her to plot the career and they will get you the most money. That's what will happen. Yes. Like, trust, them. It, trust them. Trust yeah, them. Definitely trust them. Because if you go on your own and start building up fights that you shouldn't be in, it'll be a much shorter career. Um, yeah, that's a mad one. He kept calling him out. I, I think he thinks he's better than he is, that he's going to be able to walk through people. He probably looks at his dad and thinks, I've got, we've got the same DNA, let's do what I'm going to do what my dad did and just go yeah. through anyone who comes at me and just my power will end up dealing with it. But you saw with Ben, it didn't always work. It was like, no. Nigel Ben's my, one of my favourite ever boxers. I loved him. I was about to ask, was you a Eubank or a Ben guy? Uh, at the time, well, say at the time, I was quite young when that was happening, but the uh, I was Ben, always. Okay. And I look back, it was Ben, but I look back at you, I, I spent some time at now. Looking at Eubanks' career, and he was, you know, a much better boxer. Yeah, just it, it was just great. Them two, the whole thing, you know, in terms of domestic beef, it was. It, it, I don't think it's ever matched up to that. And Ben and Eubanks, you know, it's iconic. Like you said earlier, when I accidentally called Ben Eubank, it's because they're intrinsic. So it's a yes, yes. Yeah. They are intrinsically linked forever and ever. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking on Saturday about. Um, do you remember that roundtable we were talking about? Uh, Matthew Macklin, Darren Barker, Andy Lee. And one other person. It was Murray, I think. It was Martin Murray, and they did that roundtable thing. And they've always, and Sky always used to say, oh, it's the next Ben and Eubank. But nothing ever has been. George Groves and James DeGale, they used to talk about that as the next Ben and Eubank. I think that's probably the closest, Mm. uh, DeGale and Groves, because it's a a true disliking. It's a true disliking. They're two top fighters. Um, I think the pair of them... God, if there was... Oh, that's an interesting one. If there was a... T- <laughs> I've just come up with this in my head. If there was, like, a tag team match, Groves and DeGale against Ben and Eubank, who would win? What, in wrestling? No, boxing, boxing. I don't know how this would work, but just just go with me. In terms of skill and quality? Skill and quality, who's the better pair? That's that's the way to word it. What's the better pair? Ben and, uh, well, you, ben and Eubank you, you or Ben and Eubank all day. Do you think so? What? I think yeah. I think Groves and DeGale. Really? I think they're better boxers, yeah. I think they're... Yeah, I think those two would beat would beat Ben and Eubank. I no think. way, Ben 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 would have just smashed them to pieces. We'd do a poll. We'd do a poll on Twitter. Yeah, well, they were doing poll. I don't know. I think often with older boxers, that as their career fades and they they kind of retire, the rose tinted glasses come on often. Absolutely, and Absolutely. it happens. It happens all the time, and, and that's why I, I think that. Fury, when you look back at his career after it ended, people will hold him up as one of the best heavyweights to to, to ever be in the ring. One of the well, Huey, Huey Fury, yeah, Huey Fury, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but because he's at the moment, he's brash and he's in our faces constantly. Yeah. He doesn't get. I don't think people realize how good Tyson Fury is. So I think Tyson Fury is very good. He just needs a bit more depth on his record because yeah. if you look at the minute, it's Vladimir Klitschko, brilliant win in Germany, unbeaten champion for eleven years, la la la, and then his second best win is probably Derek Chisora. Well, no, and, no, Wilder is his second best win. <laughs> but he didn't. He didn't get the W. He, so. He uh, I, I, I actually scored. I scored it a draw. No, you didn't. You I did not. I did. Cal- I scored it a draw. You I scored did. it a draw. Come on. How? Yes. Look, it's those first four rounds. It no, the first four rounds. Not having the first it. four rounds. Yes. No, it wasn't a draw, Cal. <laughs> it wasn't. Stop it. Don't you wind me up now? <laughs> genuinely, I did score it a draw on the. All night, right. Genuinely. Well, isn't it subjective? Our sport that we love. Um, the uh, uh, look. I I just think that you did beat him, and and that's fine. Yeah, a lot of people did. He handled Vlad, and um, he will he will reign supreme as long as he wants to. He just needs to do it. He just needs to put names on the board, and if he does, then he, absolutely he'll go down, if you know, it, amongst Lennox Lewis and all those guys, you know, of great heavyweights. But yeah. he needs to put names on the record. Yeah, fair enough. That's, that's a fair point. It's no, it's no good having all the talent. You've got to get those Ws, and you. It's all about W. It's all about who you beat. It's all about who you beat. Well, um, right. Well, just let me ask you a question. Fury beats Wilder next when they fight. In the second fight, yeah, uh, you think so because he did outbox Wilder for the bulk of the fight. He just needs to not get knocked down twice. Um, I think when you get knocked down twice, it, it, the, the fight is going unless you win every round, then oh. the fight's going to be really tight. So if he can stay on his feet, yeah, he'll win. He'll win. If he stays on his feet, he'll win. Wilder's got the power to knock Tyson Fury out. He could knock off. Like, literally, he could knock I could. I'd love to see him punch an elephant, see if it would go. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he probably would. I think he could hurt an elephant quite badly. Um, <laughs> well, give, give, make the, le- the elephant's legs go a little bit. Yeah, I think he'd get a buzz it. Just give it a little buzz. <laughs> he could buzz an elephant. <laughs> Maybe not knock it down, but I think he could buzz an elephant. He could buzz an elephant, definitely. Yeah. yeah. What's the biggest animal do you think he could knock down? Um, I think... Buffaloes are quite thick, isn't they? I think he'd yeah. buzz enough buffalo as well. I think he could, he could, knock, it, he could knock down the cow. A domestic kind of... Yeah, like a... Like a, like yeah. a Big Mac. Yeah. Jersey yeah. cow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think, yeah, I think that's about fair. I think that's about <laughs> fair. <laughs> Didn't there's that story about Roberto Duran knocking, knocking out a horse? What, for real? And he did it for a bottle of whiskey. It was in his book. That's horrible. Yeah, it's not really nice. For a bottle of whiskey, you can buy it. Like, why? No. Did uh, Duran... Did Duran quit against Leonard? Oh my god, he quit. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, oh my god, yes. Yes, 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 yes. He quit. Yeah. Thing is, like he said, it was frustration, right? But you can't. Whether it's frustrating or you are getting battered, you can't say no more and walk out. Or you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's so, the definition of like quitting. Like, yeah, it's the definition. Yeah. He's literally quitting. Yeah, he literally quit. No more. No yeah, mass. Like but, that's what he said, and he, he's had all these excuses over the years about stomach cramps and things like that. But his trainer said on the night um, that. He never said anything about stomach cramps. He didn't have stomach cramps. He just got the ump. He got fed up because Leonard was moving him around the ring. Mm. And, and, he, and he quit. And Len, I don't know. I went to... We did a podcast a few weeks ago for the, the documentary film on Duran. I just sat there when Duran... Uh, sorry, Ray Leonard said, after the first fight where he lost, yeah. I decided to get Duran in the ring as quickly as possible. And I just sat there and I thought, you're a fucking genius, mate. I admire the nous of him. He was so smart, even though a lot of people don't like that because they think, oh, you took advantage of Duran. No, I just think he's Sorry, so explain smart. to me what, what, so he, what was... So the, the first fight happened. No, so I, first, I, I remember the first, I watched the first yeah. fight back, but what was his, what was his uh, thinking in getting his him back was, to change his game plan so he wouldn't be ready? I think he, his game plan was Duran is going to be having the party of his life right now. Right. He's going to get really, really fat and he's going to get really drunk for he the did, next couple he did of weeks. Up, didn't he, between fights? Yeah. And so I'm going, to make the, I'm going to do the rematch for as soon as I possibly can. I'm not going to give him six months to prepare for it. I'm going to get the rematch, pay him whatever, and what get him it? back in the ring as soon as possible. And that's exactly what he did. Uh, how long? What was the time differential? It was not. It was a uh, three months i think it was a couple wow. of it was not long it was not long at all it was about three months um and yeah it, i just and, and for a lot of people would probably hear that and they'd think oh you're taking advantage of him and, and that's that's perhaps true but you're an athlete and so yeah well hang on you so because this guy likes drinking and getting fat and shagging women that he is leonard's fault for getting him in the ring three months later or whatever it was yeah, well, it was five months later. It was five months later. So not that bad, actually. It was five yeah. months later. And the it, fact it, that he came in with a completely different game plan. Yeah. He was just going to yeah. walk, you know, dance around the ring. Against yeah. someone who, who perhaps didn't have the, the stamina after all that party. And it was... Uh, that was it. I think people also in the ring. give yeah. um, Duran, one of the Duran, more than, than Leonard because of the way Leonard is or was in the ring, you know, in terms of him being quite flash and... And um, his demeanour is completely different, but and, and I think also there's a little tinge of kind of inherent racism there as well. But anyway, I, the, you said something on Saturday um, in our Telegram group, and it was really quite profound. And I can't. You said people. You you may have to reword it for me, but you said something like people don't like confidence from people they see as beneath them. Yeah. That that, you, so we're talking about. Um, I can't we're talking remember. about the the lady footballer Megan. Um, how do you say her last Rapone, name? Rapone or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that lady, the US footballer. And you were talking about her and you said people don't like, I don't know if it was confidence or people don't like confidence from, from those they see as beneath them. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you're, you you feel like someone's being above themselves or or projecting themselves to be better than they are, and that, yeah. that but specifically if it comes from a historically um, marginalised section of, of society, yeah. then yeah, they don't. It's uh, like a, an inbuilt revulsion or, or right. irritation that they have towards it. I don't know if there's any science behind it, but it just makes sense. It's like it's it does we, make sense. It does make sense. It's why, why, why you know the attitude towards young young black men who act confident, uh, are kind of seen as uppity. Do you know yeah. what I mean? 
Uh, well, people, in boxing, if you think about boxing, people like people liked Anthony Joshua when he was the media trained, humble. smiley, stay humble. Mm. People liked Frank Bruno when he was, oh, you know what I mean, Harry. He was he was a caricature. He was yeah. he was fun. Yeah. People, um, Joe Lewis. People liked Joe Lewis when Joe Lewis was. He didn't touch civil rights. He didn't touch anything to do with race relations. Mm. He just kind of got on with it. He didn't even smile. He didn't even smile after a victory because he thought it would make him, like you said seem uppity mm. and uh, people and so you see guys like ray leonard muhammad ali and mm. floyd mayweather those guys that smile that are a little bit flashy that have you know not so much with muhammad ali but ray leonard and and floyd mayweather manage their money well they're not skin mm. you know they've, they've kept their money and then you see mike tyson now convicted rapist who who is loved he's still loved today mike tyson because he's a failure yes yeah. because he lost all his money because he, he finished on his back. Yeah. Losing to a pudding like Kevin McBride. You know, that's what people want from, from fight, from, from, I think some black people, boxers. that's what they want from black boxers. Yeah. Uh, and I've been wanting to touch on this subject for a long time and I'm glad we have. Well, I 100%, 100% agree. And, you know, that's just, this is a problem with society as a whole rather than yeah. just in boxing, but especially in boxing because it's so, it's, everything's laid on the line. It's very basic. The better man wins, and if the better man is a loud, brash black man who's beating up white folks, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna play into the um, insecurities of uh, the people that don't like brash black people. Yeah, or see those as beneath them. Definitely uh, So how long will we go for, mate? What's the, how long? How long have we been recording for? Long enough. Okay, uh, uh, an hour. An hour, wonderful. Um, what's the worst decision in boxing history? Go right now. Uh, boxing history, uh, I don't know, but the but you can remember the the you. Yeah, it's just the one that keeps popping in. It's a split decision: Pacquiao versus uh, Timothy Bradley that went uh -huh. Bradley's way. Um, if you look at the uh, the computers and how they 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 measured the amount of punches that are landed, yeah. Pacquiao outpunched Bradley pretty much, and so he landed. More than Bradley, about a hundred times during the fight. Um, yeah. If you just by watching it by eye, I felt he won the fight as well. And then if you look at what Bradley said afterwards, he said, you know, it's clear that he, he didn't think he'd won. And um, I just felt that at a time where you know it's good because you know it upset the apricot somewhat. But you know, ultimately, yeah. you want the best fighters to win win the fight. So yeah. that, that, that's what just sticks out. Yeah, no, I, I think there was two for me because we were talking about this the other day because um, O'Hara Davies got given a gift decision by Israel against Israel Vaquez by Ian John Lewis, who should no longer be officiating or judging or refereeing ever, ever, that ever. That was recently. That was recently. That was a few weeks ago. And that was what made me come up with this subject to yeah. talk about. Um, because Ian John Lewis, he's dangerous as a referee and he's inept as a judge and he should not be allowed to do it anymore. But well, yeah, how come he keeps, does it? because it's British boxing it's just we've had these same referees forever and ever how long has Dave Paris been around like forever yeah. like these Howard Foster forever like all these guys they just they become just part of furniture yeah yeah it's a bit of an old boys club I think it's just they're around forever you know? I, wonder you never... if, I wonder if they are more susceptible to being influenced than maybe some of the younger generation I don't know you know what? You asked me a question on Saturday, and you said, "Where is the worst country for bad decisions?" Like now, yeah, like currently, England. I would say, I'd say England's probably the worst. Yeah, a lot of home, um, hometown decisions. We get, and you know what? Every single, whether it's Frank Warren or Eddie Hearn or whoever, every single fight of no, like a big fight, there will be one card that is really wide. The problem is, is when the promoter's paying. Yeah, that's the problem. It's a conflict of interest. It should never be like that. There should be the fees should they should be paid by from the sanctioning body of whatever fight it is. Well, certainly at world level, and then outside of that, they should have the British Border Control that is in charge of paying the the fee of of um, of all the referees and judges in Britain, and then whatever respective council exists outside of Britain, you know, wherever it might be. And those, the, and the, that, that money comes from a section of the purse. So, right. I don't know, 2% of every purse, or less than that, 1% of every purse of fight that goes in there goes into this pot to pay for officials. And then there's no way of influencing them in, in, in terms of that. Because as human beings, imagine like, I, I don't know if this is true, right? But imagine this must be a part of some referee's mindset that thinks, well, if I keep scoring against the promoter that 
they're not going to want me here again. Yeah, they're going to say, oh, this guy don't like us, so we're not we're not going to get a job here. I don't know, even if it is, it's a sub, subconscious level. I think you like you talked about that that ref. Um, who's it? Like oh, I forget the name, man. It's, uh, was it Bradis and oh Adelaide, but um, uh, Robert Bird and his wife Adelaide Bird. Well, we'll forget about Adelaide Bird because um, you know she gave that. What was it? She was the one, that, the one eighteen, one ten card for Canelo, yeah. Canelo Golovkin. It was a joke. I, that her card completely overshadowed what was a really good fight and yeah. correct decision in the end in the draw. But the um, you know he, he didn't hear the bell. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't hear the bell in that fight, and it didn't see the elbow, and it's dangerous. And it was yeah, dangerously was inept. For yeah. someone who's been in the ring and seen as many fights as him, for him not to, to spot that was alarming. So either he's completely inept and should never box again, or he's been influenced to, to sway or, or, or um, you know, give positive decisions to the fighter that, that is at home or a part of the main bill on the A side of a bill um, it's more likely you just didn't hear it but I just don't know how I don't yeah know how it was really it was, that was one of the it was dangerous and when a referee becomes dangerous then they shouldn't be doing it anymore no of course not um, okay I think, we, I think we're done I think All that's right. enough cheers Carl. wonderful thank you so much pleasure this is really good I liked how we went off segue after segue after segue there was no structure at all I love it well we'll listen back and decide whether or not you still love it <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, well, it was good talking anyway. Anytime, Cal. Bye, mate. All right, thank you. Take care. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.